Hello, my lovely ones, and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. You start. (laughs) How's your shit show going? (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. (laughs) Shit show of a podcast. But actually, did I say this to you? A friend of mine, I'm here with Sarah, by the way, and my sister, in case that wasn't obvious. (laughs) The formalities have dropped because we're sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Normally, there's an introduction, but actually, and in the episode that we recorded last week, which is going to go out in two weeks, because we do record these like in advance, obviously, Mm. to give me a bit of time because, well, I do all the work by myself. I'm a one woman show, and well, a two woman show with you. But anyway, um, (laughs) did I say to you, you know, when you just said shit show, did I tell you that a friend of mine, Becca, so I was having a horrendous week last week, wasn't I? Because I ended up being sick, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. But oh my gosh, it was an emotional roller coaster. And on one of the days, the day where, you know, Isla locked herself in the car. And I had to, mm-hmm. when I was at the supermarket and some guy found me and realized. That oh my God. Now I feel like now you really need to tell all the story because this, this overview, it does not give enough detail. Okay. Right guys. <laughs> I did post it on my Instagram though. So I didn't want like, it feels like double content in case anyone like saw the story on Instagram, but I will say it really quickly. So I went to the supermarket with Isla in the morning because we have one car. We had one car last week, which is uh, the, just the last straw the last what's the expression not the cherry on the sunday the the straw that broke the camel's back that's the one anyway we only had one car so i had to drive george into work one day and whilst we were there we don't have a little near where we live so you know what i'm going to take advantage i'm going to go to the little do the food shop the daily weekly shop george and i call it because i feel like we spend so much time in the supermarket I always forget something off the list so then I go back but you can't go into the supermarket just to buy one thing so you go in for milk and 70 pounds later (laughs) you've got stuff there what sort of milk are you buying (laughs) no because you just fill up the trolley with shit you don't need anyway don't take the trolley yeah that's where do I put Isla she walks she holds her hand and then you only have one hand well I know okay but the problem is so we did walk around the supermarket and at first it's fine but then she's just getting aggy. She's touching things she shouldn't touch. She's grabbing things off of the, wow. you know, the shelves. And so I did take a croissant from, because little do do the best croissants. And I took a croissant, gave it to her, but then she starts throwing it on the floor. And then I'm very lenient. I just <laughs> pick it up, blow it, give it back to her. And then there's someone looking at me a little bit funny and oh, chaos. And then she doesn't want to go around all the aisles. And then she sits down. She doesn't want to get back up. She has a tantrum. It's just, it is chaos. So the trolley does help. Anyway. Um, where was I? Okay, so I do my shopping, I pay, I go outside to the car, and my shopping is in the trolley, and the first thing, I put Isla in the car, and then I close her door, because it's really cold, so she's in her car seat, her door is closed, and I've given her the keys to play with, because she was getting a little bit aggy, and you know, you want the keys? Fine, have the keys. She pressed the button on the car key, and locked 
the car. And I didn't notice this until I thought, okay, you had a croissant, Ralphs, we were walking around. You're probably a bit thirsty, but I forgot to bring the water bottle inside the shop with me. It was in the car. So I went to go get it in the front seat. And then I tried to open the door and I realized that the car was locked. And I thought, oh my gosh, she has locked herself inside the car and she's got the car keys. Luckily, the boot was open. So I'm assessing the situation. I'm looking at the car and I think, and this man, in the meantime, I'd pulled up next to me and he must have seen me assess the situation and, you know, just thinking to myself, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> so he comes up to me and he goes, is everything okay? <laughs> and I just go, no. <laughs> My little one is in the car, in the back seat, in her car seat, and she has the car keys and she's locked the car. So bless him. He goes, okay, what can we do? And in the boot, there's like this netting that goes from the top of the back seat to the ceiling. So he says to me, is there a way to take this down, you know, so that he can reach or I can reach, someone can reach over to Isla and get the car keys. I don't know how to do it. And it's quite funny because I said to him, um, at the risk of being like an anti-feminist, I really don't know how to do it. And he said, I'm so sorry, I don't mean to offend you. And I said, no, you're not offending me. I can confirm I'm a damsel in distress. Because there is this sort of thing, like as a woman, you're like, I've got my own. It's okay. I don't need a man to help me. But I'm not going to lie in this situation. I just thought, man, help me. <laughs> Anyone help me. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you have a penis or not, just come to my rescue. <laughs> yeah. So finally, he finds a way to take the netting down, and then he climbs into the boot, bless him, tries to get the car keys from Isla, and Isla thinks it's a joke. She's hanging her arm away from him, and then shakes her head at him, going, no, no, no. And I'm like, ah, ah, ah. exactly. But I'm laughing, because it's so funny, but at the same time, a little bit embarrassed, you know, like, Isla, please behave. <laughs> like, I need you on side. I need this man on side. In the end, he finally gets the car keys from Isla. And we open the car and it's absolutely fine. I put all the shopping and actually this woman, I don't, I don't actually think she saw the situation, but she came up to me and she was like, you're doing a really good job. And I thought, oh, thank you. Thank you. Because this happened towards the end of the week. So to set the scene, oh my gosh, I'm going off on a tangent again, but to set the scene, Isla was sick last week, right? So me and you, Sarah, recorded an episode on Monday and Isla was at childminding. But on that day, I actually got called from the childminder asking me to come pick her up early because she had a temperature. Long story short, she was sick all week. She couldn't go to the childminders because she was contagious and I had her all week and <laughs> it was a fucking shit show. Oh, this is my point. It was a shit show. And by Thursday, I'd already had enough. I mean, by Tuesday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'd already had enough <laughs> by Thursday I was just I was getting ready to I don't know what I was getting ready to do but it wasn't gonna be pretty <laughs> anyway and this woman comes up to me and goes oh you're doing a really good job and I thought I really needed to hear that so guys listeners if ever you see anyone struggling just tell them that it's okay <laughs> the shit show thing that you said a friend of mine I'm saying this just telling her about my week having a really long rant and she goes, you know what, it sounds like you're having a hilarious shit show of a week. And I thought, yes. And I think that's actually a really good way to look at it sometimes because it's so easy to just wallow in like the negative thinking. And sometimes, I know it's, not, it's easier said than done, but if you're able to just <laughs> embrace the shit show that is but, your life, but sometimes I think it can be a little bit funny. Agreed, but I think yours is just particularly funny. I'm sorry, having a toddler go, ah, ah. And she puts put the keys in the opposite direction, which is not herself in it. I get it. Oh, yeah. My shit show was less funny. <laughs> okay, tell me about your shit show. 
So I don't know about you. So Owen went away last week. Oh yeah, tell us about that. Owen went away. He got a break from us. We got a break from him. It was amazing. Depended. <laughs> it all came crashing down when he came back on Friday afternoon. <laughs> so I don't know. I can't remember exactly how. We had agreed he would get ice cream when he gets back on the Friday evening. Okay, so he gets back. I pick him up from school. I've left work early to go pick him up. Really excited to see him. It's been three days. The mom inside of me is like, oh, my child. And he couldn't give a shit. <laughs> I was like, how'd it go? Nah. <laughs> do you want to tell me how it went? What did you do? No, nah, nothing. Did you have fun? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so with, hard to get anything out of them. He, with anyone else, he's fine. With me, he just won't. Mm. He asked if we can go get ice cream on our way back home. And I said, of course, we agree to it. Let's go get ice cream. I say, let's go to Tesco so we can get a wide range and multiples that are more cost efficient. And then there's more treats for the weekend if he's not a complete and total asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I could see you trying to find the more diplomatic term. I just went straight in. <laughs> uh-huh. And he's like, oh, why don't we go to the co-op so I can just choose one? And I said, oh, no, we can have more and then we can go to Tesco's. He's like, okay, great. Go to Tesco's. He picks up this Cadbury tub. Like, fine, we'll put some in a bowl. You'll have a little bit at a time. Perfect. I pick up something for me. I pick up something for my partner. On our way out, we're walking away. He finally sees the golden billionaire magnum that are his favorite ice cream. Mm. And he then wants to swap his ice cream. I say no because they're double the price of the ice cream he already chose. And I don't say no as in never. I say next time we'll get those. Mm-hmm. But you've already chosen. We're about to leave. No. Mm-hmm. The tantrum ensues. The fact that these are his favorite ice creams, and these he didn't know that these are the ones he wanted until he saw it. And had he gone to the co op like we did when we walked home, he would have been able to choose just one ice cream that would have been his favorite ice cream rather than a multi pack, which is more expensive. (sighs) This over ice cream, so then we barely speak as we get home. He doesn't get the magnum. I then still don't know what the fuck has happened for the past three days. He still won't speak to me. <laughs> there were tears in Tesco's over fucking Magnum. Oh, it's so hard, though, because from their point of view, like, George and I had a situation. I don't even remember what it was or, like, what the catalyst was for the situation. But Isla had a tantrum over something. And George said something to, like, he didn't mean to, but he undermined her emotions he was like oh you're Mm. fine it's just something small and I said to him remember that to her it's not small to us it's tiny because we have the brain capacity to realize that you know in the grand scheme of life (laughs) not watching tv or whatever it may be you know I can't remember is like is tiny and Mm -hmm. it's the same for Owen it's so difficult because you don't want to give in as the parent because you know you need to teach them that they can't have everything that they want all the time but at the same time it's such a fine line to make them realize like I do understand (laughs) your frustration like in your adult brain you're like come the fuck on like it's ice cream get a fucking grip but you're getting you're already getting a treat don't push me (laughs) we'll put all the ice cream back I know but for him it's so difficult it's so difficult and I think it's also you know like I don't know about you but like I hadn't seen him 
So in my head, I had pictured this like loving reunion. He would tell me everything. <laughs> he would want cuddles and kisses. And I got a fucking meltdown over the wrong ice cream in the fucking Tesco's before even arriving home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, we're now a few, four days since then. Yeah. yeah. The details I know about his trip is only from overhearing what he said to other people. He still hasn't told me anything. Yeah. But mum did say that we were the same when we were younger with her. That oh. whenever she would pick us up from school or something and be like, oh, how was your day? We were just mute. But I find it hard to... We then had another whole emotional meltdown yeah. later on in the weekend. And at one point, Owen screamed at us, ran to his bedroom and like slammed the door. <laughs> and then I'm at the bottom of the stairs with my partner. And she's like, what the fuck just happened? And I just start laughing hysterically because as he does this, all I can picture is 10-year-old Sarah doing this. <laughs> because I used to do this. I can just see myself running up the stairs of our house in Barcelona, slamming the wooden door. And then, you know, after a few days, you see the cracks along the yeah, side yeah, yeah. of the plaster. <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and she's like what the fuck just happened and I'm like yeah welcome to the Swift household mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is how we manage emotions <laughs> through anger and violence <laughs> <laughs> pent up anger yeah 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 it's um I find though sometimes Isla she has a tantrum over something or like she'll just get upset over something it's, I can't help but find it funny sometimes because you know with an adult brain you know that it's fucking ridiculous but they are just so distraught that I sometimes just can't help myself but laugh Mm. and it's really hard because you don't want to undermine it but yeah but it's it's so funny it's a shit show I think the the worst part about undermining is I remember once I was on FaceTime with mom Mm -hmm. and uh Owen did something this was a few back a few years back he did something and I got really stern with him and then after a few minutes, Owen just stops like whatever he was doing at the time, like because I got I got angry. I got mama mama bear came out. Mm-hmm. And then there's a moment of silence. Then all of a sudden, there's our mom on the phone laughing just at <laughs> me being stunned. <laughs> She's like, "What just happened? <laughs> Where did this Sarah come from?" She just starts laughing at how stern I've just been. Over, I don't know what he's just done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It must be strange though for her to watch us be parents. Yeah, it's a completely different dynamic. The the worst part is when she tries to parent us while we're parenting. I've not had that, and I wonder if, to be fair, you probably will have it more because you were the first one to have a kid, and also you. I was so li- young. Exactly, mm-hmm. because you were so young. In her head, you were still her child, even though you still are her child now. But you were like younger. You were. Still- I was a baby having a baby. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It must. It must be hard for not hard, but like just weird yeah 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 funny 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 yeah did owen have a good time though at camp not camp but you know the out yeah whatever it was what was it team building and woodland survival activities yeah yeah he managed to build a fire he was happy he shared a room with four other boys that he didn't despise so that seemed to be good oh bless him yeah so in full disclosure um you you obviously know but the listeners don't so I'm gonna tell you I spoke to Owen on FaceTime this morning and he was so excited to tell me about his fire why don't I get that yeah is that hard for you to hear like him yeah oh bless you we go through nine months of fucking carrying this human being inside of us it's basically an alien right yeah 
then so many more years making sure they're alive mm-hmm. and not a complete asshole mm-hmm. <laughs> 100% of the time. For what? For them to go to other people and tell them all about their amazing stories and you get nothing. Yeah. So Isla has started to go to George more, which part of me is really happy because obviously it gives me a break because mm. sometimes I want to do stuff around the house and she has just clung to me so much. And I have to say to George, like, George, can you please take her? But she didn't, she never used to want to go to George that much. And I used to want her to go to George more, but now she is going to George more and I'm absolutely livid. <laughs> <laughs> want me when I want you to want me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, I had a huge mum guilt moment that I can't remember if I spoke to you about it or not. So obviously, Isla was with me all week, but I had a podcast interview, and actually, mm. with like. For the listeners, it was with Natasha. So the episode you will have heard before this one, if you're listening to this one, um, the therapist. And so because I had Isla and I'd booked in this podcast interview with Natasha, I I had to ask George to come home from work, right? Because this is my work. And although at the moment it's not providing me with any, you know, financial income, like I still consider it work. It was so difficult to feel like I was asking George to come home from his paying job for me to fulfill what my demons on my shoulder are telling me is just like a fantasy project. Yeah, yeah. That's harsh. That's harsh. And actually something else that I realized last week was a big, big week for me because, again, I was at home with Isla for the full week. And on Tuesday, George and I had not a blowout, but for lack of a better word, a blowout. He came home from work and I was just, I'd already had enough. And I didn't realize until a friend pointed it out to me that I think I found last week so difficult being at home with Isla because firstly, also, it's cold outside and she's unwell with the temperature, so I'm not going to spend much time outside. Secondly, the GP has said that she's quite potentially very contagious, so which is why she can't go to childminding. So I'm not going to go spend much time in playgroups, am I? So it just felt like we were at home. I felt stuck in the house. I felt claustrophobic. And that for me was actually, I didn't realize it at the time until, you know, the end of the week, but it was really triggering because the last time I felt like that was my postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. And it's not until this week or last week, you know, when I experienced this, that I realized that I think I'm carrying a little bit of PTSD sounds a bit dramatic, but a little bit of PTSD. And that's only fair. And I think also, you know, we, our lives, our childhoods were very unstable is the wrong word, but there was a lot of continuous change. We moved around all the time, different houses, different friend groups, different schools. We never stuck to one place. We never really had routines for too long. So I think you and I both, feel, I definitely feel this way. And I, and from what you're saying, I feel like you feel similar. If you get stuck too long in the same routine and doing the same thing in one place, you feel claustrophobic. I feel caged in. Mm-hmm. I tell her, I tell my partner this all the time. I feel like I'm stuck in one place. I'm caged in. It's one of the reasons I bought a house after COVID because I've been stuck in my apartment for two years. I was like, if I'm going to be stuck, I need a new new place to be stuck in because I can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's also why we I tend to change around all the different furniture in different areas just to create some change even within my cage if if I if you know. And I think hearing from what you're saying, I do feel probably you have some uh 
remnants of your postpartum depression and some of that could you know it linked to PTSD possibly but I think it's also just who we are as humans we haven't been configured to routine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so we find it especially difficult um, it's probably why we said we would never be housewives because it's not something we've ever seen not something we ever strive for it's not how we were built as humans to do and there's some people that can't live without routine and that's great I'm the complete opposite Mm -hmm. Uh, and what I've realized from this weekend is Owen needs routine Owen wants routine Owen seeks routine to the point that but it, it conflicts so much with me that then we start actually having emotional meltdowns because I'm trying to operate without a routine and he's trying to operate with a routine but without a routine in his own mind and then we create just a mess between the two of us how do, like how do you find balance in that I'm still working on it yeah. there is <laughs> 11 years on I'm still still no cure <laughs> Um, no, I agree. And also, in general, right, I I can feel quite easily claustrophobic, even in the just day to day, even taking Isla to childminding, you know, picking her up and stuff like that. Sometimes it just feels a bit too samey and I can get bored. And then so last week when I just had her at home mm. I was oh my god <laughs> I was absolutely I was going fucking insane I was going insane it was unbelievable um speaking of routine right I need some advice Whoa. yeah so <laughs> yeah <laughs> no pressure people no pressure <laughs> yeah, no pressure <laughs> listeners guys if you can help me send in your advice as well so this is routine on a very small scale compared to what you were talking about but Isla is going to bed so late and waking up late as well, which in a way is good because we it means that we can get a lion if we want or need one. But she's just going to bed so late, like nine o'clock. It's just too late. Mm. I'd actually rather her go to bed at six or seven and wake up at six or seven. But at the moment, mm. for example, yesterday, she didn't wake up till like nine, which is great. It's a Sunday. We get to sleep in as well. But I like a morning. If I don't wake up, I know that you're much more, you're the opposite, Sarah. You prefer to go to bed later and wake up late. I prefer to wake up quite early. No? I mean, yes, but when I had a baby, that wasn't the case. I wanted to get rid of it as soon as as possible. Like, get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. I love my child. I love my child. I love my child. What, what do you mean you wanted to get I, rid of it? As in, like, I'd rather start, okay, I, I'd rather start the duty early and finish early and then enjoy my time rather than start by enjoying my time in peace alone, which I wouldn't get because I would sleep in anyways. That's what I want. That's what I, I yes, that's what I prefer. Yeah. Okay, so my point, so when I had a child, when Owen was Isla's age, I would try and make him start early because I wanted to get rid of him and into bed as quickly as possible so I could enjoy my life without him. Okay, yes. How do I do that? <laughs> no clue. Because no matter what we do, I can't seem to get her to bed earlier. It's just impossible. We've tried. I woke her up. So she still has a nap uh, about an hour, you know, in the day, in the afternoon, after lunchtime. If, if she doesn't have a nap, I have tried it. Even on those days, she goes to bed quite late. I don't know what to do to make her go to bed earlier. But I wonder also, like, even on a one-off, like, you, because it hasn't been a continuous routine and cycle, her sleep cycle hasn't changed, right? Mm-hmm. 
So even on the one off where she doesn't sleep in the middle of the day, she will go to bed at normal because that's her sleep cycle. It just happens that she maybe got an extra burst of energy that day. And so she didn't need to sleep through. I wonder if you did that more permanently, whether that would change it. But that will also inflict several days of hell. That's the problem. I think I'm not, it's not that I'm not willing to stick to the hell. It's just, I just can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. Mm. So at the risk of sounding like this is bad parenting, you know, we try and put her down. She doesn't go back down. So we just bring her back downstairs and watch a film together, which I know Mm. is bad because it keeps her awake. It keeps her stimulated. But then actually she just falls asleep whilst we're watching a film and then I just put her into bed and then I go into bed and then, you know what I mean? Can she self-soothe yet? I can't remember what age they start to self-soothe. She doesn't self-soothe. We have not encouraged it. We actually, if anything, are the opposite. We contact sleep. And why, what is the the thinking behind that? I'm just curious because that's not at all what I did. Okay. Not that it's right or wrong. I'm just curious. Agreed. So we... If I'm perfectly honest, I don't think it's like an active decision that we made at any point for a long time, just like most parents, I'm hoping we had no idea how to do it. We didn't know what was the best way to try and get a child to sleep when obviously when they're newborn, they're just, you don't even try to get them to sleep. They just feed and sleep, feed and sleep. And then when we started to try and get into a little bit more of a routine, we did try, to be honest, we didn't really try. I think maybe two, three, max four times. We would put her down and she would cry a little bit and then she would cry a little bit more and we would see if she was able to self-soothe. She does have a dummy and a comforter, but it never worked. I didn't have it in me to just let her cry it out. And then Mm. I did do some research. Research does show that contact sleeping is really good for their emotional regulation at this age. You know, it makes them feel safe. You know, mom is always there. Dad is always there. And I mean, there's so much you know, information online, if I'm not an expert at all, I'm not the right person to be, you know, advising anyone (laughs) on what they should be doing. But when we read about it, it's kind of something we just fell into. Uh, We started Mm -hmm. doing it because I couldn't bear her crying. And then it just sort of, I don't know, it just became a thing. And then that's the routine we've fallen into. I will say, I do like it. For a while, I did struggle, you know, because I completely, it does ruin your evening. Because sometimes you're in the bedroom for an hour. Sometimes you're both there. So it feels like, you know, both parents it's difficult because as much as you're like, oh, what, there's no point in two of us being there. You know, sometimes I say to George, you may as well go back downstairs and do something, anything, whatever. You both sometimes just want to be there. Yeah, exactly. And actually what we have found is that she'll fall asleep easier if like she just hears us talking to each other, you know, because it's like white noise in the background. Mm. Um, but sometimes it does take an hour, an hour and a half, and they can take, mm. you know, your whole evening away from you as a as a couple or as a person. Um, and that's just yeah that's kind of just the routine we've fallen into Uh, but I would like it to just come a little bit sooner and maybe not take so long I just I don't really know guys any advice I'm willing to hear it it's really interesting because when you said co-sleeping the first few times you mentioned it I just assumed you were sleeping in the bed with Isla oh no so we yes Okay, good. To confirm, there's a day bed in her room where she has her crib and we fall asleep on the day bed with her and then we transfer her from the day bed. Well, I don't fall asleep or sometimes we do. <laughs> but she falls asleep, we transfer her from the day bed to her crib and then we go back downstairs. Okay, so you cuddle spoon her on the day bed and then you put her into her bed. Correct. Does she not feel 
disorientated afterwards like how did I get here have you never woken up in one place and been like how did I get here oh I understand um no I mean at the same time it's not like she could vocalize it even if she did feel that way no it's interesting because I would never feel comfortable with that because I remember the being quite a large plus-size woman I always feared that I'd roll over on Owen (laughs) and squash him (laughs) what if my tit suffocates him or something that's so funny um but they do it's 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 funny but it's a fear well yes no agreed agreed I don't mean to take away from you know the genuine fear of it but they do say that you know if you are going to co-sleep so we don't co-sleep we I don't what's the word like contact fall asleep so to to, so to speak but then we move away um but there is you know advice on I don't know what on probably mum's net or something like that and says like there's certain things that you need to be careful of if you're going to co-sleep and that is one of them Uh (laughs) uh-huh so I just put Owen to in his own bed and let him cry did you you use the self-soothe method Yeah, yeah we put music on so we would put classical music on to help with the white noise mm-hmm. kind of people talking music and apparently classical music is meant to make them smart mm-hmm. I'm not sure how true that is but <laughs> I thought, it's meant to make them smart what like in like what it, way it, it helps it's meant to help their brain development and thus increase intelligence wow interesting gosh why doesn't Dougie play classical music because at the moment <laughs> <laughs> that is all and she's so, doing so every night we would put Mozart on hoping that we would create the new Einstein <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that that was a thing. How did you not know? I feel like this is common sense. Like, everybody knows, like, these sort of things. Like, it's not, it's such a thing that, like, it's not a thing. Like, people joke about it because it's such a thing. Right, well, this is, you know how we spoke about Mummy PDF? This is something that needs to go on the Mummy PDF. Okay. Because, no, I did not know. Okay, supposedly, I don't know. I didn't do the the research. I was 17. I heard this, and I was like, let's go for it. This can't hurt him in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) Oh my gosh, no. It's funny, but people do assume, like, and I do it all the time as well, in general, you just assume that sometimes people just know stuff. A friend of mine, we were talking about, I can't remember, potty training, and she was like, oh, when are you going to teach Isla to be potty trained? Like, when does that start? Because I have no idea, because she doesn't have kids, but she was like, oh, presumably, like, you just know when she's ready. (laughs) And I literally know, I I said to her, I was like, I've Googled the answer. 18 months to three years apparently is the window and I yeah because they don't they don't have bladder control before that however I was um watching an interview with one of the celebrities oh I forgot her name she's one of the scientists in uh the big bang theory yes anyway I watched the interview too she's been she's been doing the okay Magdalene don't attack me no sorry I don't mean to I'm just so excited because yes and actually she's written a book um her name's like Malik. I honestly can't remember. Oh my remember. gosh! Hang on. I give me two seconds. I am gonna Google it. Mayim Bialik. You, you beautiful human. We are butchering your name. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> we sorry. apologize ahead of time. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Should you ever listen to this podcast, <laughs> please accept our sincere apologies. No. Okay, guys. Yes, her interview with Howard Stern. Oh my gosh, it is so good. She talks about how literally from the day they were born. They've never worn nappies. I mean, they wore cloth nappies, I think she says, for a little bit when they were napping. But otherwise, she's completely potty trained them from the moment they were born. Because apparently the body gives out signs. So from from the very beginning, the baby shows signs, visual cues to show that they're about to. 
and we say it because sometimes you know you say when they're baby oh they're doing a poop face mm-hmm. like you know when they're about to poop because of the face that they're doing and it's actually just mimicking those signs and then she built it with also a sign language so then she would be able to mm-hmm. sign anyways it's really fascinating i didn't have the patience or the knowledge at 17 years old to even consider doing such things so no but i don't think firstly i don't think your age is you know relevant like i don't think it makes you any less capable i was 30 i don't think i I was less capable i just meant like when you're older you're probably more willing to do research you also have more time to do it because you've had years of possible other people doing this and so on and so forth potentially but i i was 30 years old i'm just saying as as me yeah but you read a lot before the pregnancy you read how many pregnancy books and parenting books Um, i didn't know that no i think less than you think i read one pregnancy book that i didn't even finished when I was pregnant and then all of a sudden my child came and I was like hmm didn't actually read anything about having the baby (laughs) (laughs) just the pregnancy the lead up but the actual survival bit Uh -uh. I'm unsure I'm unsure but what was I gonna say yeah she talks about how it's like up to the parent it's not it's up to the parent to learn the child's cues it is so interesting but actually doing a little bit of research so this got me googling about potty training and some of the signs and one of the signs is that they start to take themselves into like a private space to do a poo and Isla has started doing that she finds a corner in whatever room she's in when she needs a poo yeah and she poos in the corner with an afyon yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> um, just so we're clear people she doesn't just go shit in the corner yeah so now I have started asking myself should I I don't know like I don't know what the first step is what is the first step to potty training maybe maybe you just even with the nappy you could just put the potty in the corner so then she can just sit with the nappy on in the like so she stops like thinking of those things yes so Do you know what I mean associating them Exactly. The other day, actually, she went to the toilet. I say she went to the toilet. No, she did a poo in her nappy, but we were in the bathroom. And I considered, with her nappy on, I considered just like sitting her on the toilet. I don't know. Why not? Um, as long as you're holding her so she doesn't fall through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, guys, send us your potty training tips and what you guys have done has anyone I would love to know more stories about people who potentially have been like potty training so to speak in inverted commas like since birth because it's so unbelievable yeah I don't actually know if I'm gonna do potty if I'm gonna use a potty I think I might because I have heard recommendations that if you because then you're kind of potty training twice I might just take her straight to the toilet you know you can buy those toilet seats to put on yep. the human toilet, uh-huh. like the adult uh-huh. toilet. As a, and then you get a little step so she can... Yes, uh-huh. I'm considering doing that straight away. So we just, what we did is we had the little fixed potty um, just at the beginning so he could get comfortable to the idea of sitting there. So we would have him sitting there with the underwear or like, you know how you were saying she um, would go into the corner and poop Owen would, because we had an L-shaped sofa at the time, he would sit in the corner of the L-shape. So we left the potty there so he kind of started associating that. And then we, and then a few months, a few weeks later, we put that potty next to the toilet. So then like we're associated. So like for us, we use the potty not to actually pee or poo in, but more for like a comfort, him to start associating with it. But then when it came to actually peeing and pooing, we did it straight into the actual toilet. So when the potty was on the sofa, he never actually used it to pee or poo in. So he would have the nappy on and like we would sit him on it. 
so he would start associating kind of the timing with the sitting mm. because it's very different okay. right before currently now they they can be standing and do it and so it was more so associating that you need to sit your butt and your butt's going to feel kind of this whole gap thing mm-hmm. and sit there and then sometimes in the evening before bed we would take off his nappy and sit him on it as well just so that he got the, the idea of the feeling of sitting mm-hmm. in bed and then but it's not until when we thought he's re- because bladder control as you say doesn't start till 18 months it's not until that point that we said okay then we start moving him to the actual toilet um Isla's actually started squatting more as she's standing Ooh. yeah so she goes into a corner not all the time she goes into the corner and like dips her bum like a, a little squat yeah I think she's natural like, it's so primitive isn't it it's unbelievable so so natural um yeah I need to okay today I'm gonna have a quick google because I don't know the rest of the signs and then potentially have a conversation with George about and then add it to the mommy pdf please and thank you yes for I future will. mom I will. okay uh before we finish I want to know because I like I mentioned I spoke to Owen on FaceTime this morning and he said that he was on his way to Tesco's to do a bit of shopping by himself <laughs> and I know that last week well it was last it was last week for me and you but it will have been two weeks ago for the listeners, uh-huh. um, you said that Owen had walked home from the cinema by himself, and from the sounds of it, you're kind of not necessarily encouraging it, but he's asking and you're letting it go. I want to know how today went. Yeah, he's definitely seeking a lot more independence mm-hmm. as you would as an 11 year old, right? Um, and the whole point of this came up is because we had a nightmare of a weekend and I've taken all technology away except for his iPad, um, which he can only have for a few hours in the day. Okay. So, and this is half term week. So he's stuck at home. No Xbox, no gaming laptop, and he only has the iPad for a few hours in the day. What happened? That That's a conversation for another day. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, it, 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 in the gist of it, it came down to our style of him wanting a routine and me trying to be spontaneous. So we had a plan. The plan didn't happen. We wanted to go for a bike ride. We couldn't go for a bike ride. Oh, I forgot to ask about the bike ride, actually, because George, you spoke to George um, about... Uh, about fixing a tire. Anyway, we couldn't use the bikes anymore. <laughs> the bikes were broken. Oh, no. <laughs> Not broken, just one of the um, brakes thank you one of the brakes weren't working properly and then one of the tires got punctured we got up early to go on a bike ride two hours later we still haven't left anywhere mm. we were tired so we said we're gonna stay home and then at the last minute I thought oh let's go out to breakfast and then Owen didn't want to go out because he was apparent what we got but then he didn't say that what I found out later on from crying yelling and then follow-on apologies and you know nice talking to each other mm. is that um he was upset in the first instance that we didn't go on a bike ride and then in the second instance he was upset because we said we were going to go home and then I changed the plans to say we were going to go out and he didn't have enough time to process all of these changes because he went from unhappy to then happy and then I was making him unhappy again because he was no longer going to be able to play video games with his friends yeah. which is like when you talk it out like that it makes sense right yeah. from because he's very process driven but in my head I was like the plan was to leave i'm saying we're still leaving we're just leaving in a different capacity so 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 he was never going to play video games at home when we were going to go on a bike ride i know we said we were going to go home for a minute and then i said actually let's go out again so you still can't play video games like but for him the transition was different so we made different connections in that conversation and because our brains process it differently we all had a meltdown oh. 
those things are tough though sometimes it takes me a minute as well to like mentally if there's a change in what I'm doing like sometimes I feel okay about the change it's not that there's an issue it's just I do need a bit of time to like mentally prepare myself for something different even though it mm -hmm. seems so small for mm -hmm. some reason sometimes you just need a bit of time oh bless him that's tough but obviously like that's hard for you as well because you're like let's just go out uh-huh yeah. anyways so week of half term he's not stuck at home with no xbox and no computer um ipad limited um and so Sorry he's to decided because of this meltdown because of this meltdown yeah absolutely because of this meltdown we do try to limit it i limit it very badly but because it's almost impossible with the child and i'm working full-time from home oh yeah uh but um, um anyway. i'm i was at home full-time last week with isla and i can tell you now <laughs> I've never watched so much Dougie. <laughs> You've watched every season, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> By heart now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got to the point now. She comes downstairs and she looks around for the remote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel a little bit of shame admitting that, but they learn so quick. Yeah. So quick. Anyway. Continue. So, half time, uh, he um, decided that he wanted. So I said to him he could stay and not go to camp this week, but he wouldn't have access to technology. So he needs to find other ways to keep himself entertained. I'm not going to give his Xbox and computer um, until there's better behavior. And so he needs to find other ways of entertaining himself if he's going to stay home. So he's decided he's going to bake a cake tomorrow. Mm -hmm. To confirm but for the listeners, um, because just to confirm for the listeners, he's the one that doesn't want to go to camp. He has the option. You have given him the option yeah. to go to summer camp, not summer camp, Easter camp, whatever it is, half-term camp. Yeah. He's the one that doesn't want to go. Correct. I prefer him to go because... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> we all understand. Bye-bye, child. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so he's decided he's going to bake a cake tomorrow. But So today he went to Tesco to buy all the ingredients so he can make the cake. Bless him. He's done really well. Oh, bless him. He got up at 10 o'clock... Uh, and just before 10, at quarter to nine, he came into my room and said, okay, my plan is at 10 o'clock, I'm going to leave. Um, I'm just getting ready now. And then I'll go to Tesco's and everything else. At 10.01, um, I heard his like Google alarm go off and said, okay, time to go to the supermarket. Oh. Like, so it's really showing to me how much he really needs that routine. Like he really seeks that mm -hmm. routine because he's building that in for himself. Um, That's good. Yeah. That's really good that he's building that in for himself, that he's recognizing that. Yeah. And it's good, like in terms of independence, you know, he himself mm -hmm. is holding himself accountable for things, you know? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And so like, um, yeah. And then, so he went to Tesco's and everything. He called me when he was at Tesco's because bless him, he couldn't find the baking powder. And he was getting quite frustrated. Oh. I'm like, oh, you have to go to the baking aisle. He's like, mama, I am in the baking aisle. I'm like, okay, it's next to the flour. I'm looking at the flour, mama. Um, and I think he, uh, a woman next to him had him and uh, and pointed it out to him. And he's like, okay, I got it. And I'm like, oh, did, did you ask for help? She's like, oh, no, there's a lady next to me. She pointed it out. And I'm like, did you say thank you? She's like, of course I did, mama. Oh, bless And then my heart melted all over again because I'm such a softie. That's good, though. I mean... Uh. And then, wait, and then the cheekiness, he goes, since I'm at Tesco's and I did the shopping, can I buy myself a treat? Ah, uh, what did you say? No. Wow. I said, no, I said, you can have a treat when you get home. So Fair enough, I didn't have treats at I, home. Yeah, good compromise. Exactly, and I don't want him to associate that every time we go to Tesco, so that he goes to Tesco's, he can buy himself a treat. Mm -hmm. So we can reward it in different ways. So he had a treat when we got home. Um, 
but and then that created another overwhelming issue because I said when he got home I said okay you need to put the groceries away he said no I can't I'm too tired he said no you've done the groceries you need to put it away he's like but you don't Shruti does it when you do it (laughs) (laughs) which is not fair because that's not always the case it was the case this weekend but the majority of the time that's not the case gosh they are so clever they remember everything oh my god um and so yeah so i said no you can't have your treat until you put it away he's like that's fine i'll go find my treat and starts opening the pantry cupboard (gasps) and then i put my foot down like don't you dare i said well you can put half of the i'll put half away the groceries you put Mm -hmm. the other half away there was five items it's not like i'm asking him to do a trunk full of like groceries um yeah anyway we then put them away he then got his treat and he went and tomorrow he's gonna bake a cake and tomorrow he's baking a cake and hopefully survives the experience yeah can you send us a photo i will send a photo oh yeah hopefully it's edible i'm sure it will be it's a tiktok recipe so who knows Oh, good for him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, send us a photo of the final product. I want to see it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so wish me luck for this continuing week. Yeah. Without technology and with Owen at home. Good. Yeah, good luck for half-time week. I actually, to be fair, I'm embracing this week because I'm having the opposite week to you. Isla is at childminding all week. I'm enjoying my freedom. All week? Well, because, so normally she does three days, but today she's with Georgia's sister, Hannah. <sighs> yes. So I've got... Thank you, Hannah. I know. So I've got four full days, and then she's with me Friday and then the weekend. Um, So yeah, four full days. And even tonight, I don't get her back until really late because George is going out for drinks in London with a friend of his. And on his way home, he's going to go pick up Hannah because he drove to Hannah with the car seat. So I haven't got a car seat. Perfect. Yeah, so I can't pick her up early. So George is going to have... Like, it's annoying for George, but I'm not complaining. I'm going to be in How bed many annoying by the time. things do you do on behalf of him with Isla? Like, exactly. This is one thing. Um, swings and roundabouts. I'm not complaining. Exactly. I'm going to be in bed by the time they get home. I'm going to be very happy. Oh, I'm quite jealous. Uh, Can we swap? No, I had a bad week <laughs> last week. <laughs> I need this. I need this. Um, okay. Good luck. Good luck for your week. Send me any updates. Yeah. Shit show incoming. Oh, in yeah. Two, one. Ah. <laughs> the hilarious shit show um how how can i turn this into a hilarious shit show because i don't have a child taking keys away from me how do i turn owen trying to get the pantry just laugh to get his you just snack? have to laugh you just have to embrace you just have to embrace it wasn't funny i know but it's it's funny in hindsight right when you tell the story so just try no. try and fast forward mentally to like two weeks from the moment where it's awful because when you tell a story you're like oh fuck me this happened and that happened do you know what I mean when you tell a story of a bad thing you're often laughing about it because it was so bad that it becomes I feel funny like, I feel like this is some sort of yogi mental bullshit that you're trying to sell me like <laughs> <laughs> Hey, whatever works. Whatever yeah, works. I'll drink my wine. See you later. <laughs> On that note, enjoy your wine this week. Thank you guys for listening. Send us a picture of the cake. Okay. And don't forget to like and subscribe to Magalie's podcast. <laughs> yes, Sarah, you can come back. <laughs> what a queen. Mwah. Love you, bye. Ciao. <laughs>